Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Made it. Welcome to the podcast. We go again. Deep into the year. It's February now. No messing about. No excuses now about all this dry January bollocks. We're back in the real world. Gigs are happening. It's been a mad week on festival announcements in the last uh, seven days. You'll have seen them all on RGM. That's always a nice time of year to see all these things that we can get excited about. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, But as always, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we start a new week with... A new music chat, ladies and gentlemen. If you're new to this podcast, hello. If you're brand new, if you're a fan of Tom Collins, that's today's guest. Hello, thanks for listening in. Uh, And today, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast is all around delving into the grassroots music scene and beyond and finding interesting people to speak to about their journey within it. That's what we do. That's what this podcast is all about. Uh, So that's the the introduction. That's the uh, housekeeping done. How are you? You're all right. Yeah. How's that job you've been putting off? Are you still uh, Just crack on. Get that little job done that's been niggling you for the last few days. Just go, go on. I'll, I'll wait for you. Go on. Get it done now. You'll feel a lot better about it when you just get it out of the way. These little things can stop producti- productivity, can't they? Thank you. Right, okay, so that's that done. So we've got the little niggly things out of the way now. Things, things are feeling better. Yeah, how's that... Uh, <laughs> I'm having a show. Oh, I'm having a good time. I'm a little bit giddy. I'm recording this on Friday before the podcast comes out on Monday. Uh, I'm off out to Manchester in a bit. You see me, mate, Owen, and we're going to have a few. Uh, I'm on vodkas. Uh, I'm not. I'm not having beers. I'm going. I've gone keto, so I'm allowed vodka and uh, zero drinks. So let's see how that goes tonight. I'm heading down to the bread shed in Manchester to. Uh, uh, to watch this feelings gig, I'm excited to see Cruz from Sheffield. I've not seen them yet. Um, and Marseille, we had on the podcast in the previous few weeks. Just to go and see what Will's up to. Uh, Parve as well, you know, a great band from Manchester. Loads on tonight. There's six bands on tonight, which is exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's my night sorted. What are you up to? Uh, you could be listening to this at any time, of course. You could be. You could be on your way to work. You could be uh, doing your paper round. You could be. In hospital. <laughs> Ooh, uh, you could be doing out, can't you, these podcasts, you know, and people just find it and uh, people seem to be enjoying it. So we're here, aren't we, for another week? So I'm glad you're all okay. That's the main thing, isn't it? We're all in this together. We've all got the love of music, haven't we? We can crack on with that. That's nice. Um, yeah, I've got a busy week at RGM. Yeah, the last 12, 12 days, yeah, 12, 14 days been really busy we've had like 30 bits of content out loads of new releases uh, festival announcements interviews reviews over on rgm.press and as always we like to talk to interesting people and today's no different ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce you to a guy called tom collins right from north wales uh, just started to play the big stages with andrew cushion the sherlocks the view we talk about all of that he's been on the bbc he's got a documentary out Let's do it. Tom Collins. Hi, Carl. You okay? Yeah, sound thanks, pal. How are you? 
Not too bad. Not too bad at not all. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, we've just been having a little chat and that, just getting to know each other. That's nice. And it's always nice to speak to new people. I know you've got a lot going on and I like to speak to people that have got a lot going on because it looks like you're grafting and you're doing everything you can to get your music out there, mate. Where, where, before we get into the music side of stuff, let's get to know you a little bit. So where do we find you today, pal? Yeah, so I'm... I'm from North Wales, so it's a bit yeah. of a mad little area, to be honest, and okay. like not a lot goes on around here, really. I mean, the yeah. closest famous place is Wrexham. I know Wrexham's yeah. pretty much on the map now because of because the, 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 the new owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in terms of music, there's not a lot that comes out of where we are. But, yeah, um, I've lived there all my life, really. I get mistaken for a, a scouser sometimes, okay. which is understandable because yeah. from the town I'm from and the village I'm from, we kind of, we've got that, bit of a scouser i mean yeah. scousers would probably disagree but there's a little bit of it in the accent unfortunately so um yeah we, we don't sound welsh at all where we are because we're literally right by the border yeah well i had the royston club on and they told me all about what what it's like being from wrexham and that kind of stuff and you know yeah. it, it, obviously the football team's put them on the map a little bit and it's brought a lot of attention to the city has that helped the music side of things in any way at all yeah i mean to be fair there's a guy I know in Wrexham called Kev Matthias. He's mm. he's amazing what he does. He's got a couple of venues which he's brought in some really cool acts like the like some big acts like Johnny Marr, the Zootons, mm. um, Tom Meehan from Kasabian. Yeah. So I, I played in in a couple of them. I, I supported the View last year and that. So mm. he's trying to bring in loads of different bands and getting local bands in Wrexham to support those bands as well. So the likes like Johnny Ash. Um, obviously, the Royston Club, you know, yeah. the last few years, they've been up and up. They're, they're amazing. I, mean, I, I went to see them in William Aston Hall, and they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, I think so, yeah. I think the football has definitely helped. And, um, you know, Fli- Wrexham, I'm I'm in Flinches, so I'm about half an hour from Wrexham. Mm-hmm. But it, what, what I always seem to find, if I have a gig in Wrexham, the, the people are so friendly as well and welcoming. You know, the, it's that kind of community, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's de- definitely helped and supported the music a little bit more, I think. So who's this hero then that's doing all this good work for new music in your area then? Talk, talk me a little bit about more of them. Let's talk about them. Let's, because let, let, people can do this hard work. They can set up these gigs and put local bands on supporting these gigs, which is fucking amazing. I love that kind of stuff. But people don't celebrate that kind of stuff enough for me. So just talk, talk us a little bit more about, uh, what was the guy's name again, you say? Yeah, Kev Matthias. So Kev, Kev I yeah. met... Well, I, I I used to play in his. He's got a little venue, a pub called the Parish, and it mm. holds about hundred people. So yeah. I used to play in there quite a lot on a Saturday night. You know, it's a very much like an indie bar, really. Mm. And then um, he somehow got in, in contact with the Sherlock's, who are from mm. your way, I yeah. believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and they they did a couple of Christmas shows, and he asked me to jump on support. So. Now it's just an annual thing. Three times on the bounce, I've supported mm. the Sherlock's in the parish. It's been a great night, you know, intimate gig. Yeah. And he, he's, he's just good at kind of, you know, get, getting the best out of out of the city, really. And mm. um, he's got the rocking chair, which used to be central uh, central music venue in Wrexham. He's trying to put a load of acts on there as well. So, oh, nice. um, like I say, it is difficult where we are and stuff. Sometimes it's it's difficult to kind of break out. And I think you do get that advantage if you're in the likes of mm. Liverpool, Manchester, you know, Sheffield, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't thank him enough, really, because I've, I've played some really cool gigs in Wrexham. Well done, well done, that bloke. Nice one, mate. Nice one. That, that, that's that's always nice to hear because, you know, if you just look at the news with all the problems that's going on with music venues and councils putting rent and, and private people putting rent up and venues having to close, um, 
that kind of news is doing me head in. So I like hearing uplifting <laughs> new things that are going on. It's it's great to see that people are still fighting back a little bit against this yeah. wave of like trouble that seems to be covering hovering over a lot of music venues at the minute. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I, I think we all need to hear it as well. I think COVID didn't help, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. A lot of venues were shutting down and it's just heartbreaking to mm. see because, you know, that's all you want to be watching. Original live music is fantastic. Like, it's so it's so um, misunderstood, I think. The arts yeah. in general are, I think, you know, yeah. goes back down to education. Like, it, it just gets dismissed. The likes of music, drama, arts and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's considered not an essential, but in my eyes, especially from you know, going through the pandemic and stuff, it yeah. is an essential because it gets you through life, doesn't it? You know, music is the heart of everything that we do. You know, yeah. you hear music every single day and it's like, especially if you are a writer or a musician or you're mm. involved in music in any way, it becomes a part of your lifestyle like that, you know, and we've all we've all grew up with memories of music. So, yeah, it's it's not nice to see with venues are shutting down, so it's good to see a bit of positivity. Yeah, it, de- it definitely is because, you know, post the, the big global the big global COVID bastard that happened, you know, venues are still struggling. Um, They've had to put the higher prices up, which is harder for promoters to put out with town bands on because they need to sell tickets to not lose money on the night. And just to, it it puts a lot of pressure on the whole community, uh, that, that fucking pandemic thing. So, and that, and that's still, that's still the same today. Like for me, I put put bands on and I've, I've got a gig on in a week and you know, the the effects from it are people are still buying tickets late. People are still trying to keep the money in the pocket still last minute till they know they're actually going to go to the gig and can, and and, and they'll buy tickets maybe on the day or a few days before it's, it's an industry that I'm keeping a a close eye on. I've got close to my heart and I want to stay involved and see this thing through because I'm seeing green shoots and just hearing those good stories is, it's just nice to. It's nice to see, mate. So that that that's always good. That's always good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So let's rewind a little bit then. So talk me through. Uh, so if nobody's aware of or they've not been introduced to yourself yet, Tom, talk us a bit, a little bit about yourself. How did you get into, or uh, you know, t- t- what were you like as a young kid growing up in North Wales? Set the scene. What was it like as a young kid before you got into music politically? You know, uh, you know, just let's hear about you. Yeah, well, to be fair, I was quite a shy kid. I'm yeah. nothing like I am now, you know, and music was probably <laughs> the last thing on my mind in terms of, you know, singing and stuff yeah. like that. And I was shy around my own family, really. Um, but there were kind of little instances as a child where I used to write, like, poetry. I always liked rhymes and stuff like that. Like, I got into the local uh, newspaper because nice. I wrote a poem about Remembrance Day. Mm. So that's always stuck with me. So the writing side, I've always enjoyed English in school. Yeah. But... I, thinking about singing made me feel sick you know if, if you ever got asked to sing in a school play it's like no I'm not doing that you know because it's a personal thing I think people forget it's your voice is a very personal thing so it's it never come to me really to like get up and sing songs and you know play music and then I was about 17 finishing sixth form and stuff like that in school and I watched my mates band and I used to love what they did I, I think they were only doing covers at the time yeah. And I remember watching them just thinking, Joe, I wouldn't mind doing that. And then a year later, I picked up a guitar, a cheap guitar, um, and I just, it was Christmas Day, I think. I got got a guitar for Christmas, really Mm. cheap one. Mm. And then um, from then on, I just started to learn basic chords, basic songs, and started writing Mm. my own stuff. 
and it just stuck with me really. Um, but you know, I didn't take music in school. I didn't study it at GCSE or anything mm. like that. So it 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 came out of the blue really. And the singing thing, I don't know where that come from because I've never, <laughs> I've I was taught myself as well. I've never like had a singing lesson or anything. But it's just it just oozes out of me now. And then you know, the last few years, I've just pushed on, released my own material, yeah. gigged relentlessly. Really tried to, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of it really. I think. It's always the narrative of like me being a shy kid. It was, you know, it's something you'd never picture me doing as a child. But, you know, I'm grateful to have a very good upbringing by mum and dad. I've always been well looked after, so I can't thank them enough. And they've always pushed me in the right direction. You know, they've always supported me, whatever I want to do, whether it is music or it's something else. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. And I think, um, yeah you know, an, an interesting journey, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So so when did you, like, first find out you've got a little voice inside you then? Were it just singing in the shower or were it just blasting the song out at karaoke or something? How, how did you know that you had something in there? I don't know, because, like, to be honest, my mum and dad, I never had much of an influence from them in terms of music because it was just kind of, like, what was ever in the CD cupboard. It, and it was a lot of, like, generic, like, cheesy pop stuff you know, okay. your boy bands and stuff like that, Robbie Williams or whatever. Oh, so that's yeah. all I ever used to listen to. And then sometimes <laughs> it does reflect in some of my songs. I, I always focus on like a really big chorus and a yeah. melodic chorus. So that's always stuck me. But in terms of singing, I, I remember my mum used to say like, oh, you should go and get singing lessons. And I was, I was just like, no way am I doing that. But it just it just come out of the blue, really. I think the words were always there first. The lyric, you know, I, I used to write, yeah. like I said before, I used to write poems and rhymes. I was interested in that kind of thing. So I guess it just come by nature, really. Once I picked up guitar, it was like, well, there's no going back now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just something I've always progressed on. I went to uni and studied music, and then that definitely spiralled off a little bit more confidence in me because I was quite... Again, you know, low on confidence with it as well because there was a lot of people that were di- at different stages to me. So mm. doing that definitely brought the best out of me in terms of my writing and my, my, my music. Yeah, but there's there's definitely a moment in time when it must be for a singer. I, I only ever did like backing vocals. I used to plug stuff in my band. Uh, and I just used to grunt and used to sound all right, I suppose. But, you know, not everybody can sing. You know, you, 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 you can pick up your guitar and realise you've got a right shit voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never know, do you? You never know until you no. probably, until probably do, and you and you have a go at it and find out, yeah. find out what's in there. So, so like, what, so like, what made you first like sing? Was it just noodling away on a guitar, or I'm just interested? I really in... can't. I honestly can't remember. Can't I, I mean, karaoke used to be like <laughs> it used to be my worst nightmare. Yeah, I remember a couple of times my sister used to just put me up on karaoke on holiday oh, or something. Yeah. And I thought, oh my, it's so, like such a nervous thing. And what, then, what song did she put you on? Can't remember. I'm sure Eminem was one of them because <laughs> I was a huge hell, Eminem hey. fan when I was about twelve. So, you know, I was obsessed with him. That, that's where <laughs> it kind of spiled off. From. I, like I used to write rhymes. I used to think I could rap and stuff like this. Very embarrassing, but um, yeah. and then singing just come out. I don't really know. It, it's a mad question, really. I just yeah, don't know okay. how to answer it because it just <laughs> come out of nowhere. To be honest. She stitched you right up there, putting you on with Eminem, aren't oh, she? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, funny. So so you're noodling away, you've got these, you know, you're, you're, you're writing your poems and stuff, the lyrics are coming to you. Uh, noodling away, you found this new thing, you've got your uh, guitar for Christmas. Here we go, here we go. So, um, you know, did you just start off doing, like, cover stuff? How, how did you get into, how did you make the, uh, the transition from, you know, being in your bedroom to being 
in the in the real world out there with when people can see you and comment on what you like how did that transition happen for you yeah i soon well eventually plucked up the courage and just i i started like getting in touch with pubs and stuff like that you know in the local area mm. i bought myself some equipment and then i just i kind of went on from there and a lot of it was covers in the beginning but i was always keen at writing my own stuff yeah. um i like i said going to uni definitely helped me so i went to uni in ormskirk west lancashire mm. Um, Edge Hill University and I met loads of cool people there and for our dissertation we wrote like we got a choice of writing an EP and I was like I'm definitely doing that so in eight months I had to write four songs that were part they had had to be revolved around a certain topic which was a challenge in itself but I thought why not I'll give it a go and then in the end I ended up releasing that um, and coming back from uni with that first kind of collective um, selection of songs Um, what, what course were that then? So it was music production, so it was very versatile, to be honest. Like, a lot of the modules covered kind of a bit of everything, really. Yeah, playing live, writing, recording, mixing, um, A&R, Foley and stuff like that, all sorts. Like, um, But, you, again, you meet loads of different people, and, you know, some people have got different strengths and weaknesses to you. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of... Doing the pub gigs is always where I've started off, you know, mm. kind of own my craft, I suppose, and playing to empty pubs. It's always good practice, you know, and getting paid, you know, cheap, you no know, pennies, really. Um, yeah, just getting a few pounds. Yeah, and then, yeah, just, just kind of carrying on with that as much as I can. And then, you know, coming from uni, I, I started like a, it was like a little band we had, but um, we ended up being just the two of us. So what? we did like an acoustic duo and that really helped me as well. What was the band called? What was the band called? We were called Continuum. It was a bit of a naff name, to be <laughs> nice, honest. Nice. nice. It, was, it was, I think it was named after a John Mayer album. The guy okay. I was with, he was a big John Mayer fan, right, but he was okay. a wizard on piano, wizard yeah. on guitar. So me and him kind of just did a thing together. We wrote a few songs and then, it kind of fizzled out at the end of uni and stuff like that. And then um, I just went back on my own, but got from that, I'm grateful for doing that because it pushed me as a performer as well. It, you know, it allowed me to become more of a, a presence on stage and stuff like that with, you know, speaking to the audience and just generally playing as well. Yeah. Did the, did the university give you a topic or did you pick the topic for your EP? I actually picked it, but when I, when I picked it, I spoke with my tutor who kind of, directed me in a certain way and it was it was it was about greek mythology it is and if you do yeah. listen back to it the ep is called telling tales it's about yeah. five years old now yeah. um but it kind of revolves around greek myths so the four songs are like modern versions of greek myths and they've all mm. got a certain theme so there's like little references in there but they kind of wrote from my perspective and my experiences in kind of relationships and stuff like that okay. um because obviously we all know in Greek myths it's kind of love and death and stuff like that. It's a bit, okay. it's a bit um, dramatic. I'll take your you word. Say, I'll take but... your word for it, mate. I'll take your word for it on that one. <laughs> yeah. So those four songs, I worked with my mate down the road, Pal Roberts, who's been mm. an absolute magician to me from day one. Um, and then we, we we put them out basically, and that was what I took from uni. And massively, massively grateful for that because it mm. gave me loads of confidence as well. Well, how do you look back on like your early recordings now? Because yeah, now, now you're cracking on. You've obviously got this new tune coming out, uh, Barricades on Friday. How, how how do you look back on the old material? Do you do you have you started deleting old stuff? Are you still proud of it? How do you feel about your like your back catalogue for, for when you first started? Because I know people have a mixed 
relationship with earlier stuff sometimes, don't they? They don't really want it out there anymore because they feel like they've progressed a little bit and, and that kind of stuff. How do you feel about the earlier stuff? Do you know what? I'm I'm proud of every release I've put out because yeah. at the end of the day, the, that first EP is the foundation of where I started. Mm. And although I you know listen back and okay, the production might not be as good or mm. my voice, you can tell on some of them my voice isn't quite there. But that's that's exactly where I started, so I'll always be proud of that. Um, I don't play them as much live anymore, but yeah. that's because my, my collection of songs is just getting bigger, mm. and I'm not being able to fit them in as much. So. But no, I'm I'm proud of every single one of them. To be fair, and you know, each one tells a little story, doesn't it? And it, that story you'll have forever. No one can ever take, you know, however far I make it in my musical journey, no one can take those songs away from me. They'll always be out there for the world to listen. So, hugely proud of them. Well, I, I know just from looking at your biography and just seeing you online and stuff, you've been playing the bigger stages with like The View and The Sherlocks you mentioned earlier. Um, just before you got to this stage, what was the graft like for you in North Wales? So, you know, you've, you've got your EP out, you've left university. Um, how, how did, was, was it all solo stuff you were doing then? Or did you have a band behind you? Or how did you get a name for yourself out there to, to be considered for these bigger gigs? How did that progression happen for you? I suppose, like, like I said before, the guy Kev, he, he just, uh, you know, I, I just tried my best with my gigs and I, I've always been solo, to be honest, acoustic, yeah. which doesn't reflect in my music, unfortunately. But, mm. it, you know, a lot of my songs I've put out a full band and that's kind of my plan this year to try and scramble a band together. But again, mm. it's hard. I, I do, I work a full-time job as well. So mm. it's like ba- balancing everything, my social life and everything. So this year and the, the last year, I was proud of what I've achieved because I've supported some acts like Andrew Cushing, oh, The nice. View, obviously. Yeah. Um, stuff like that so I think for what I've done for you know in the time I've done it it's not it's not too bad and sometimes I'm a bit hard on myself because I compare myself to other people and social media is you know a, a toxic thing really I, but unfortunately all those musicians and bands and artists have to use social media to get ourselves out there it's the key element to to our successes I suppose but yeah, it's it's one of them really. I think people have just kind of I've I've been relentless in my gigs and people have kind of just took a liking to what I do. Um like I said, the the bigger gigs have just come about from word of mouth and kind yeah. of knowing those people as well. Like the, the view one for example, um I've been on a couple of songwriting camps in Spain which have been hosted by Kyle Faulkner from The View. Mm. So from going on them, I've kind of got to know him on a personal level. Um, he actually co-wrote one of my songs, Leaders, mm. um, which came out last year. So there was that connection there. And it, I, I obviously got his number from the camp and stuff. And then um, he was happy to kind of put me in touch with his agent. We got on the, the view bill in November. So that was great. And it all tied in nicely, um, obviously, with the, the documentary as well, which obviously yeah. we're going to mention very yeah, soon. But yeah. um yeah, that, that 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 all sounds great, and it's it like it's building relationships in it, and just having that, uh, and staying in touch with people, st- keeping your contacts, saying hello every now and again, and just and just being a generally nice person. You, you mentioned Andrew Cushing; we've had him on the podcast three times, uh, and we've had people on that he's that that have uh, played and supported him because he's he, you know he's a lovely lad and he helps people up. Yes. Um, have you got anything bad to say about Andrew Cushing? Not at all. Like I, I supported him back great, in May, I think it was, and yeah. he was a great lad. He, he yeah. even gave me a t-shirt for nothing. I wanted yeah. to buy a t-shirt off him to yeah. give him a bit of support, and he said, "No, no, it's sound." He was, he was, he was dead appreciative of me supporting him. I said, "Mate, yeah. thank you." Do you know what I mean? Like, 
you know, you're doing really well and stuff. And yeah. no, he was a really cool guy, to be fair. Yeah, I, I met him once down in Manchester. I went to see him live and uh, I was ch- chatting to his mum. His mum were on the T-shirt thing. Um, and I didn't have, I don't carry cash around with me and I just, my card didn't work or something. Uh, and his mum just gave me one. Uh, and I'll, you, you remember things like that, don't you? Did you know, like, yeah. you know, so I'll just, I'll, when I get back, I'll PayPal you, I'll do whatever, uh, you know, just, it just, money didn't happen once. And they were just, they're just so nice and you're just like, you know, I've got so much time for that kid. I'm just trying to find somebody that's got at least one little bad thing about him, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think he's fucking ace, that lad. No, he's really good, yeah, <laughs> sound lad. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Um, so North Wales then, so uh, cracking on with gigs and that kind of stuff. Uh, you mentioned uh, social media there. What, what part of it exactly do you think is toxic? I think it, it's just the way we compare ourselves, and it might... I mean, I don't think it is just me, but, you know, we see all these perfect lives that people are displaying and yeah. really they're not that perfect. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. it's it's very plastic in my opinion and it's become more and more so because there's so many more platforms nowadays. And, yeah. you know, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, really, there, there was only just about Twitter, I suppose. Um, I don't even think Twitter was about, and now it's called yeah. X, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, you know, in Instagram, I do like to use Instagram the most as a musician. I find it the most appealing in terms of it. it's just easy as well to use. Mm. But, you know, you've got the likes of TikTok and that, and you do have to be present on all these platforms because that's how you get your name about. Like you said before, networking, talking to people, pestering the hell out of people, basically. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is a massive advantage, but at the same time, it can get you down. And I think it's sometimes healthy to take a break off it. Um, I've not quite had that break off it yet because I feel like if I do, I'll struggle to get back on it. And I think there's a rhythm, like you say, there's you know there's an algorithm, isn't there, yeah. um, of getting your, getting your name about and your music about. So yeah, it's there, it's there a is, tough one. There, really. there is, but it's a grey area. I, I think it's really difficult to chase an algorithm because no nobody really knows what that is. No, so it, it must be around consistency and uh, chatting to people online that must trigger things to. Uh, to help your engagement, it's got that. That's kind of like the basics of it, I think, in it. Um, Something like that, yeah. yeah I'm but, not but, tech wizard, like. <laughs> but I, I just hear a lot of people talk about the algorithm, but they, nobody really knows what it is. So I'm trying to have that conversation. Really, what is it, and, and why are we chasing it so much? And is it really a thing? You know, for for artists, and yeah, I, I'd put RGM at the same level as a uh, as a as a band that's just starting off. You know, we're trying to find new people that engage with what we do as a magazine and the content that we bring out. I just class that as the same as a new band trying to get out there and make fans and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel on the rat race of social media all the time because we've got to bring three, four, five different reviews out every day, which is a lot. Um, and you do compare yourself to other people, but in it, it, it a little bit about time that we should just realise that it is all a bit fake and everybody should just chill out a little bit and just have a bit more fun with it. I, just, I, I see a lot of people really being really serious about the social media we're like and and this and i'm banging on it i'm gonna bang on about it again it's too many bands announcing stuff going on at six o'clock tomorrow it's just all a bit boring and a bit serious there should be more people just having fun with it i think and just realizing that it isn't real life it's just it's a plastic persona that you're putting out there to other people that you think people are going to like but i think deep down people like the nitty-gritty of it and want to know the 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 trials and tribulations of what what the real world is. I think people and engage with that more. And that's why kind of why I do this podcast really. Cause you know, it's, I, I like to live in the real world and you know, I, I get it, you know, 
Instagram in particular, yeah. everything's everybody's pretty, everybody's got a, a ring light like yeah. me. <laughs> and they all think they're fucking brilliant. Um but it, you know, it's it, it's I, I forgot my point, but I know there's some there's there's some kind of point in there. Uh, did you get anything yeah. from what I just said or did I just babble too much? No, d- definitely. I think, like like you say, I said, I sometimes think numbers are just, okay, yeah. significant numbers, are they mean something, but it's yeah. like, really, do they? Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah. like, like you said, I've always said to myself, if I'm not enjoying it anymore, that's the yeah. day I'm, stop- I'm yeah. stopping because yeah. you've got to have fun with it. And I think showing your personal side a little bit more rather than being yeah. so serious and black and white, like, yeah. Just you know, give give yourself some personality, I suppose. And I, you know, I, I've always enjoyed it. Like at, at the end of the day, the things I've achieved, and they might not be big achievements to some people, but for me personally, I'm just I'm happy with that. And I think yeah. if it all stopped tomorrow, I'd be chuffed for myself. And I think you know, you just have to look back and enjoy it. And at the end of the day, the reason we do it is because we enjoy it. Because let's yeah. be honest, there's not a lot of money in it, so yeah. Yeah. just just roll with it, I suppose. And yeah. and keep enjoying it, keep writing songs, keep pushing yourself out there and I, don't take it to heart too much. And I think that's what yeah. I need to tell myself sometimes is don't take it to heart too much. But yeah, yeah just enjoy it. Yeah, but it, it just uh, one last thing on Andrew Cushion. He's a really good example of somebody having fun on the socials. He'll 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 put a daft question out there and answer like 100 uh, fan replies and that kind of stuff. And the, that's the first, when I first started to see him on his socials when he was just coming up, that, I wanted to talk to him. There's a band called Fat Dads. I'm wearing the T-shirt. They're, they're fun online. I had them on the podcast and just people like that that are just yeah. uh, having a, a bit of a laugh. It, 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 it it shouts out to me so much and it draws my attention into people that do that in general because just because of how boring a lot of people are on there at the minute. They just, they see somebody else do something and think, oh, I'll do that. Like, like perfect yeah. example is the, I've got an announcement at six o'clock tomorrow. You've got a, yeah. single, you've got a single coming out or th- that's probably it. So it, it's obvious yeah. what you're going to say because you're, you're a relatively new band. You're not going to have a big fucking world tour or all that. Like, it's got to be obvious. Yeah. Let's, let's try and, spice it up a bit and have a bit of fun and just announce yeah, them straight yeah. away instead of announcing announcements. <laughs> That's yeah, a, it's yeah. just a bit of a bugbear of mine. <laughs> no, I know Can what you mean. Tell? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. So North Wales then. So, um, right then. So you're starting to share the stages, you know, you've got this new contact. Um, so, so North Wales in general then. So talk us through what the landscape's like in North Wales today then for you as an artist. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a positive thing come out of it, definitely. Like mm. I mentioned to you off camera before, the BBC, yeah. um, which has been a huge. I still can't believe it's happened, to be honest. And um, yeah, talk us that come about. Let's talk. Talk. Tell tell the people what is it? How did it come about, and how did you get involved? So yeah, I, I mentioned a guy before, Callum Roberts. Mm. Um, he's a massive part of it. Him and my mate from school, Luke Davis. He's kind of like. Um, He's worked a lot in film and stuff like that, mm. so from university and stuff. And they kind of got in touch with the BBC, pitched this documentary about mm. North Wales and the music scene and how struggle struggled to break out and stuff like that. And then they've pitched a story around them and then they, they've come and accepted it and they come they come around in November to film mm. and they wanted me to feature in it, which was fantastic. And nice. it's going to be airing next month. I don't know when exactly, but yeah. it's next month in March. Um, and it's going to be called Forever Running Backwards. Mm-hmm. So it'll feature a lot of myself and Callum, who, it, it, to me, he's, he's been like he's been like the Obi Wan to my Luke Skywalker kind of thing. Yeah. 
if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm aware of these people. Yeah, so um, he's from like a seven day dot. He's been my mentor in a way and in, in shaping what my musical journey's been. You know, he, he's always pushed me in the in the directions I've been to and getting these gigs and opportunities. They've all stemmed from him because of the people he knows and and what he knows from his experiences. You know, he, he's been he's produced a lot of my music. So it, it does. The story does revolve around him and and a lot of what he's suffered with over the last few years of like mental health and stuff like that and his general music musical journey. So it should be really interesting. It's only a 15 minute documentary, but yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it come to life on, on screen really. And it's on BBC Wales. It is. So yeah. I'm not sure if you guys will be able to visit it, but it will be on iPlayer as well. Um, when it's out, I don't know the exact date, but it's all exciting and it's something to kind of scope North Wales in a different way. You know, Mm. Like like I said, where I'm from, there isn't a lot going on other than you know you got the likes of the Royston clubs and Wrexham who are smashing it. Um, recently, obviously, the owners taking over Wrexham Football Club, um, but other than that, like mm. really, in, you know, in the last twenty, thirty years, not a lot going on um, in terms of the music scene as well. So it's just trying to break out really and mm. and you know get to those places, and that's why I'm trying to do a little bit more in the likes of Liverpool, Manchester. Mm. Um, as much as North Wales is a beautiful, like you say, in terms of mm. a picturesque landscape, it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> you know, mm. we're lucky where we live. We've got a beach down the road, there's mountains. And then if you go an hour that way, you've got Liverpool, Manchester. So you mm. can't really complain, to be honest. Um, but yeah, in terms of things happening, it, it is difficult sometimes. In, in what way is mental health weaved through the documentary then? Talk us through that a little bit as well. Yeah, so it's not... It's not a lot from me. It's more Callum's kind of point of view and yeah. how he, you know how he suffered. He, you know he suffers with. I'm sure you won't mind me saying yeah. um, he suffered with bipolar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of issues um, during his musical journey and um, you know with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he does talk about. He does go into detail with that. It's quite an emotional little piece to be fair. So mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he, he's absolutely smashed it. And the things he's kind of done in the last few years now, he's took a backseat from kind of gigging and that kind of scene. He, he's more of a producer. He takes a backseat and mm. he's been involved with the songwriting camps that I mentioned before in Spain. So he's been going up to Scotland and meeting everyone mm. and, and doing bits there, doing a bit of their music, doing bits of me. And yeah, he, he's, he's, he's done amazingly really considering Nice, nice. I like that. I like that. So I'm sure you're going to be sharing it on your socials when that documentary comes out. Yeah. Ping, ping me the link. I'll share it all over our gym as well when it comes nice out. As well. I mean, I'd be interested to have a watch of that. It sounds sounds fascinating. And another another uh, another good piece of work coming out from the unsigned music scene, which is uh, I, I, I just like celebrating these type of things. I just think it's great. It, it, it's not enough. Uh, it sometimes feels like there's not enough to shout about sometimes, and th- those type of things are just great, aren't they? And Look forward to that. Nice one. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it'll so, be cool. So what was it like sharing the stages with The View and the Sherlock's and Cushing and all these people? And so so I presume it was a bit of a step up for you, uh, the stage sizes and the crowd sizes, that kind of stuff. When you, how, how did you develop from playing the pubs, getting your name out there, being a bit of a pain in the ass, you know, contacting, networking, doing all the things that everybody should be doing? How was that transition to, I keep saying transition today, I think I've found a new word. How, how was it to move on to the bigger stages with these bigger names then? 
for you. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it, it, it's it's nice as well to have a whole set of the original stuff, which is what I want to be doing. You yeah. know, I'm, I get sick of doing covers and pleasing other people and playing yeah. pubs and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. it's definitely the direction I want to go. And I think, especially the View gig, it was because it was getting filmed as well for the BBC. There was so much, everything landed in in one place really, and it, it landed perfectly. And I think there was a lot of local Wrexham lads that come down. I think Wrexham were playing that night and they won. So it brought a few people in there and there's a, there's a group of lads who always come and watch me and sing my songs and mm. hearing, hearing one person sing my song back to me is like a dream in a way. And mm. it's something, you know, something I've wrote. It's, it's something personal to me. And that, that gig in particular, it was just great to see people singing back to me as well. And I proper went for it. I think the passion was oozing out of me, really. Adrenaline pumping. Yeah. And, it, you know, again, everything tied in really nicely and supporting The View, the BBC, um, and playing a local venue as well, you know, mm. um, in, in Wrexham. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a step in the right direction as well. And, and it's something I'm really proud of. How do your parents view you now as you know that shy kid a few years ago to this confident person on stage how have they ever said anything to you like ruffled your hair and said nice one kid <laughs> Joe, they, they've they've always been supporting me i couldn't ask for much more yeah. from mum and dad i've probably got the best parents in the world that's me that's being cool. biased but yeah. my dad in in the early stages when i was 17 18 going out to pubs he was always with me he was like my roadie in a sense yeah. um you know he's always giving me that support um, I can't can't thank them enough, really, because they've always. Even if I wasn't doing music, they push me as as far as I can. You know, give me that support, and they're always there to kind of give me that compliment and appreciate. You mm. know, any you know, if I get something played on the radio or yeah. um, a gig, that they're always they've got a lot of love for it. So I, it means the absolute world to me um, to have, just to have that supportive network of family and my friends as well, and my girlfriend. You know, they've all been top top people for me how, how do you get like because uh you know it, it's great having family and friends telling you everything was great but how, how do you tend to get real feedback from your gigs to to develop yourself as an artist did you do you search for that externally because your friends and your family are going to tell you it's, it, every gig's great aren't they it's, it's just what it's just what happens it's the real world but how how do you look deep in yourself and get better what what's your process to um to just keep growing as an artist really I suppose it's always trying to think of new ways I suppose to, yeah. to bring people in and I think um, you know I've had a lot of opportunities especially the last couple of years after Covid um, I did, I forgot to mention as well I was on The Voice as well so that was a cool oh, opportunity yeah, okay. yeah. it's something I probably wouldn't do again yeah. personally because I think the process is very long and I'll be honest with you I think TV is a bit fake and a bit fixed it's not really my cup of tea but it was just something I got approached and I just thought, why not? I'll just mm. give it a go. So, you know, that gave me a little bit of exposure, I suppose. Mm. And um, again, it's finding new ways to bring people in. And, you know, I, mm. I, last year I printed my own T-shirt, started to bring some merch out, mm. bringing people in. And, um, yeah, I suppose it's just trying to find different strategies, I suppose. And, uh, again, like, like I said before, you've just got to enjoy it. Because um, yeah. if you don't enjoy it, like, I just don't see the point in doing it anymore. Mm. Um, you, you can't you can't get fixated into a sense where you you you're trying to please people. You need to always please yourself as well as mm. you know. You want to obviously you want to get people on board and get them to resonate with your music, but always think of yourself as well. My mum's always said, you know, think of number one. You know, because I think if you're not happy, it's yeah. life's too short, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. Are, are you easy to please yourself? Do you find it hard to settle on, right, I've finished that song now? Uh, I think I'm a bit of a mixture. I'm very critical on myself when I'm writing because yeah. if I don't like finish a song straight away, <laughs> I kind of just leave it on my voice memos and my voice yeah. notes and I just forget about it. But if I write a song within half an hour or an hour, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? I'm a bit... Yeah. I'm bad in that sense, but um, yeah, I'm. You know, I I think sometimes I forget to pat myself on the back, and it's just one of them things yeah. that I've always been that kind of person. My self-esteem, it sometimes can be quite low. Well, it's not low. I think I just don't know yeah. how to appreciate what I've done sometimes, and I think I just need to like enjoy it and get on with it, basically, and grow up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. You can beat yourself. You can beat yourself up about this kind of stuff too much, can't you? But a lot of people I speak to, their best songs tend to be the ones that just fall out of you. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, so you, so it's a, it's a good skill to know that. Oh, it's one of them, right? Okay, I've made one. And yeah, and and, and just see where it, that see where that takes you because that that must be an amazing feeling when one falls out of you. For, for, yeah, for, I think for, for one majority of my stuff that I put out is just like it's stuff that I've that's come pretty quick to me. To be yeah. fair, and it's like. Some of the new stuff that I've brought out is like a little bit different. Like Barricades is the most like diverse song I've done compared to the others, but we'll get on to that in a bit. But yeah. um, it's just, I think sometimes, you know, you need to realise what's... I've lost my point now, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, uh, you, were, you were saying... Like we, might as well, we might as well move on to Barricades. You say it's more diverse. Yeah. In what way is it more diverse to, to, than your other stuff? It's in ter- like structurally, it's completely different to the others. Right. It's verse, it's like verse after verse. I I quite like to compare. I mean, I won't compare it to Sam Fender because Sam Fender is my idol. Like he's yeah. massive, but in terms of structure, it reminds me of his kind of song. Um, it's like verse after verse, and then there's a, mm. a massive breakdown, which is something I I was a little bit apprehensive about when releasing it, and even putting it forward to you guys. Like yeah. I wasn't sure if people were going to like it because it is different, um, but. Fortunately, it managed to get. I managed to get my first play on BBC Radio Wales last weekend, nice. which so I've never been played on BBC Radio Wales, which is mm. crazy. Like I've been played on Merseyside, but not Wales. So he seemed to like it, Adam Walton, um, which I didn't expect because again, it's it's just a different song, and it's not a song that yeah. really grabs you from from the off. To be honest, it's like my other stuff is a little bit more punchy and a little bit more like, oh, I like that. Do you know what I mean? So. It does take a while. For you to, it's a bit of a slow burner, I think. But I don't know. People might like it. People might not. And I think that's one of them things you have to take a risk with sometimes. I think if you're doing the same stuff all the time, it's good to experiment and go down a different path. So I, I'm proud in the sense I've done that. Um, however, yeah, like I said, it, it, that's how it differs a little bit. I was a little bit apprehensive at first. Yeah, well, we had a little chat before we started recording today, and it's a, it's a, it's always a little bit of a strange time because we're we're obviously covering your single on our gem. Uh, and I sent you a, a, a it's and it's coming out on release day on Friday. But I, I sent you the reviewers' comments on it, and it's it's always a bit of a weird time for me because I, I don't write the reviews, but I interview the people. And where and when I'm about to interview somebody, and and it ha- it has happened a few times when the reviewers not particularly like the song or there's quite a bit of feedback on it or whatever. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But it, but they but they I was really pleased to say they really enjoyed it, so it didn't make things awkward really because I get stuck in the middle of that sometimes. But that's just life of having opinions and you know creating content and stuff which is it is what it is but 
the the reviewer loves it. That's coming out on Friday on RGM. We're going to be sharing that all about. Uh, did Barricades fall out of you then? Was it one of them? Yeah, well, to be honest, it it's quite an old song now because I'm. Yeah. I mean, this year I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm I'm planning on being a bit more relentless with my releases because last year I didn't really get much out. Mm. And I'm thinking the more I get consistent, the more that I can put out. Hopefully, I can grow a bit of a bigger following in that sense. Yeah. Um, streams and stuff like that. So. There will be a couple of old songs that I've written over the last few years that will be coming out and obviously a bit of new material as well. Yeah. So this one I wrote back in 2020 during the lockdown and it right. did kind of fall out with me. Um, you can probably hear it in some of the lyrics as well. Yeah. But um, again, it, you know, it, it, it kind of covers like the social barricades and obviously the division of society and how basically, you know, we're struggling to kind of make, make ends meet sometimes. And um yeah. You know, a lot of that does come down to what's happened during the pandemic and, you know, the aftermath of that and everything changing and stuff and, and adapting to the world that we live in, this awful world, in my opinion, that we live in at the moment. But, but yeah, it's not it's, that bad, is it? I mate? suppose it's not that bad, is it? I mean, yeah, we, you know, we're here, aren't we? So yeah. why not? I'm sat yeah. here talking to you. Yeah, so. man, yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm having a good time. Life's good. I'm off to a gig yeah. tonight. Life's good. Yeah. Definitely. No, there's definitely positives from it. And I think um I think sometimes, you know, people people do get down about it. And I think um yeah, it's it's one of them. it's it's material that I'm I'm writing and it's it's more of a mature response, I think, from like some of the some of the stuff I used to write is all about kind of bad relationships and girls and stuff. And I've kind of shied away from that because I'm actually quite happy and content now in the relationship. Yeah. So yeah, nice. I'm sort of writing about things that bother me in, in the world a little bit. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I look forward to that. I look forward to all the new tunes coming out and any gigs that we can share at the minute? Any any, any new announcements we can tease people with? Yeah, I think... So I've got a couple coming up in Liverpool um, yeah. in March. I've got um, a couple of gigs in Liverpool, yeah, that I, I haven't announced as of yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 8th of March, I'm going to be in EBGBs in Liverpool. Mm. Um, tickets aren't out yet but yeah you should be able to see me there I'm in Manchester as well actually on the 15th of March or the, no 16th of March oh nice where's that um, and that I think that's in the lodge in Deaf Institute is it oh okay yeah, yeah. I think so um, again he's all got announced they got I got told about them this week so <laughs> okay, they're a little bit enough. fresh to me yeah sure but yeah some, hopefully some exciting gigs and I, nice. I'm going up to Scotland at the end of April to reunite nice. with the songwriting camp um, oh. team, the crew. So they're doing a showcase on the camp. The camp's called La Sierra Casa. So if anyone is interested in signing up, oh, nice. um, yeah, go and check it out. Um, but we're doing like a showcase at Room 2 in Glasgow. So that'll be fun to go up there and hopefully grow grow a bit more of a following up there as well and, and see some old faces. Those, those things sound fun. Are they a bit of a booze up as well? Or is that, that, that question might be a bit of a reflection on me. Straight away, I'd be thinking... Get together, let's have a nice little drink, or is it more professional than that? I think there's a good mix of it, yeah. Okay, there's right, there's the pro- productivity, and yeah. I think there's a, yeah, a couple of drinks as well, why yeah, not? nice, 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 nice. Well, mate, Tom, thanks for joining us today. It's been lovely to get to know you. Uh, good luck with the single, out on Friday. Uh, it's going to be all over RGM. Um, is, is there anything you'd like to share with uh, with the people of the world that are hovering over the the pre-save link in the description of this podcast that are just about to, you know, pre-save your new single and they haven't pressed the button yet. Is there anything you'd like to say to those folks? 
get on it. Get Follow on us it. at Till Collins Music. Yeah. Pre save barricades. Yeah. I'm sure you'll love it. And yeah. Follow my journey. Yeah. Hopefully you can support us. Nice one. Nice one, folks. And thanks to everybody for joining us right up to the end of this podcast. It's always nice to have a little chat with new artists that, that are on the rise. Uh, Tom, mate, thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Pleasure. And yeah, all the best, mate. Thank you. Nice one, Carl. Cheers. Cheers. Right, ladies and gentlemen. I need to get off, actually. I need to get a bus to get into town and get to uh, Breadshed. Uh, uh, <laughs> thinking out loud ladies and gentlemen thanks to Tom for joining us for a week here at the RGM podcast thank you uh, I've got my headphones like not properly over my head as well so I can't properly hear that this is okay it's because I've done my hair for tonight you know uh, so ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us for another week at the podcast and thanks for staying around till the end it's always appreciated thank you um, so whatever you're doing this week have a good and you know look after look out for each other out there uh, delve into the archives as well if you've enjoyed this podcast there's loads of uh, loads of entertaining stuff in the archives down there if you want to watch the if you want to watch the videos they're all on YouTube too um, yeah join us wherever you find us ladies and gentlemen uh, search for RGM loads of stuff coming out on the magazine OBS and let's get this week out of the way Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney. Thanks for joining us for another week here at the RGM Podcast. Uh, I wish you all a beautiful week ahead of you. Hope all your dreams come true. And it's at this stage when I start to babble that I leave you alone. I've got to get a bus, actually. Anyway, I'm off to town. Going to go see Owen and that and get a few vodkas down there. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney. You've been amazing. And we'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.